the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ultimately, it was not Zacchaeus who asked Jesus into his life, but Jesus who asked Zacchaeus into his. And when Zacchaeus saw that Jesus had chosen the least virtuous person in the crowd, himself, he began to realize that God's salvation was by grace, not through moral achievement or performance. And that realization went through him like lightning, and he welcomed Jesus with joy. Welcome to another edition of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. I'm Mike Trout, and Pastor Leighton is continuing his uh, look at the art of living, and his emphasis yesterday and today and tomorrow will be money. And of course, you can't hardly have a biblically-based conversation about money without mentioning Zacchaeus at some point. Here's Pastor Leighton. Zacchaeus is described here as being a tax collector, in fact, a chief tax collector. Now, tax collectors are usually not very popular. I mean, that's true today. Uh, If you work for the IRS, you probably don't announce that when you're invited to a party, right? Um, and, And it was especially true in the time of Jesus because the nation was under military Uh, Roman military occupation, and the Roman Empire levied heavy taxes in order to enrich Rome and to keep the people destitute and unable to rise up in rebellion. And the way they accomplished this was by selling uh, territories uh, in an auction uh, to the highest bidder. And the highest bidder didn't receive any salary for his work, but what he did is he collected as much money as he could, and he sent the part back to Rome that he had uh, guaranteed, and he kept the rest for himself. And that's how they made their money. And uh, as a result, these people were uh, considered traitors and and outcasts and and sinners. The tax collectors are some of the wealthiest and most hated people in the land. And and Zacchaeus, according to scriptures, was wealthy. He's also the only chief publican or the chief, chief tax collector that we read about in the New Testament. And it's not surprising that he would be in Jericho because Jericho was one of the three major tax centers in the region, the others being Caesarea and Capernaum. They had an enormous uh, palm groves and balsam gardens uh, uh, process there, and and it was so valuable that history records that Antony gave them to Cleopatra as a a source of revenue, but Herod the Great redeemed them for his own benefit. Now, in order to get these positions of being tax collectors and chief tax collectors, uh, basically, a person had to sacrifice everything. And when I say everything, I mean everything. They were traitors to their own family, their own nation, to God. All they cared about was money. And they were willing to give up friendships and social standing and anything else in order to get it. They were, in fact, idolaters. And money was their idol. And Zacchaeus was an idolater. He was wealthy, but he wasn't happy. Maybe he was feeling the loneliness of being an outcast. But he heard about this Jesus who welcomed tax collectors and sinners, 
And he was despised and hated by men, but he was reaching for the love of God. Verse 3, he wanted to see who Jesus was. But being a short man, he could not because of the crowd. And so he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. So Zacchaeus, like the rest of the people in town, they, they, they were curious to see this man who had a reputation of healing and a healing had just taken place. And he, was, he had teaching that was astounding people all over, uh, all over the country. And, and it tells us here that Zacchaeus was not interested merely in just seeing Jesus. He, he wants to know who Jesus is. Now, when you think about it, was an enormous risk for Zacchaeus to go into that crowd that day in order to see Jesus. He wanted to see Jesus so bad, he was willing to get into that crowd. And you know, in that crowd, somebody, everybody recognized him, and somebody could give him an elbow, and somebody else a kick. And, I mean, it could have been that the crowd gathered. He went into it. A few minutes later, the crowd dispersed. He's left bleeding and dying on the ground. Nobody saw a thing. Nobody recorded, reported a thing. The phrase on account of the crowd was uh, causative in the original language, meaning the people refused to give him the privilege of seeing Jesus. They were intentional about keeping him back, pushing him away. And so he ran around the crowd in the direction that Jesus was traveling, and he climbed up a sycamore tree in order to see Jesus when he passed by. And a sycamore tree was easy to climb. It was like, uh, like an oak uh, tree with uh, many lateral uh, branches. Now, it's important for us to understand that in that culture, the Middle Eastern culture, honor and dignity are highly valued. And for a grown man to climb up a tree, it invited enormous ridicule. But the fact that he was willing to absorb such ridicule indicates to us he was desperate to see Jesus. You know that more than one scholar has proposed that Zacchaeus may have been the unnamed tax collector in the parable that Jesus taught in the previous chapter, chapter 18, uh, verse 9. Uh, He also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that were righteous and treated others with contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. That's interesting. You know, one wonders if, instead of this just being a story, Jesus had actually seen this take place in the spiritual sense in a a fashion that's similar to how he saw Nathanael under the fig tree. You remember that story? Where Philip brings uh, Nathanael to Jesus and and Jesus hears a true Israelite, a man of integrity, and and he says, how do you know me, Lord? And Jesus said, I saw you under the fig tree. The combination of integrity and fig tree triggered something in Nathanael, and he said, "This this is the Son of God. Jesus saw that. Jesus could have seen this. We don't know. But, but listen to the rest of the story. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I'm not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. Aren't I wonderful? Aren't you lucky I have chosen to be on your team, God? That's effectively what he was saying. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, 
but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Pastor Timothy Keller wrote, Zacchaeus did not approach Jesus with pride, but with humility. He did not stand on his dignity and wealth. Instead, he put aside his station in life and was willing to be ridiculed in order to get a glimpse of Jesus. Ultimately, it was not Zacchaeus who asked Jesus into his life, but Jesus who asked Zacchaeus into his. And when Zacchaeus saw that Jesus had chosen the least virtuous person in the crowd, himself, for a personal relationship, his whole spiritual understanding began to change. He began to realize that God's salvation was by grace, not through moral achievement or performance. And that realization went through him like lightning, and he welcomed Jesus with joy. All he was hoping for was maybe a chance to just glimpse Jesus, but he received so much more. Jesus was such a popular rabbi that he could have chosen to associate among any of the top echelons of society. Nobody would have expected what happened next. Verse 5, when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. And so he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he's gone to, the, to be the guest of a sinner? But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here now I give half my possessions to the poor, and if, if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Zacchaeus thought he was seeking Jesus, when in reality, Jesus was seeking Zacchaeus. The exchange here was not an accident. Jesus came to this place, he looked up, and he invited himself over to Zacchaeus' house. He knew that he was in the tree, he knew his name, and he knew the condition of his heart. This is an example of Jesus' divine attribute of omniscience for saving purpose. You know, we don't know how God worked in Zacchaeus' heart to prepare him for this meeting uh, with Jesus. There's been a number of conjectures, ideas that people have proposed. So, for instance, we know that one of Jesus' disciples was a tax collector. Matthew, also known as Levi, was a tax collector. Maybe he knew Zacchaeus. Maybe maybe he had been talking with Zacchaeus about Jesus. Maybe, Maybe he had been praying for Zacchaeus. Or maybe Zacchaeus had come to the place where he realized that accumulating stuff really was pointless. Now, in that culture, to eat with someone was to befriend him. And so when Jesus invited himself over, he, he was in effect saying, hey, let's be friends. Let's be friends. And Jesus did this so often, he got a reputation of being a friend of sinners. So Zacchaeus came down at once and welcomed him gladly. Now, the scholars tell us that the authors left out a lot of detail of what conversation took place in Zacchaeus' house that day, but he did give us the most important parts. Zacchaeus wanted to have a relationship with Jesus, and since Jesus took the initiative, Zacchaeus wanted to also take the initiative to have a relationship with Jesus. Now, the rich young ruler had come wanting to have a relationship with Jesus as well, but he left sad because he was unwilling to give up his wealth. Zacchaeus, however, was willing to give up his wealth and follow Jesus. He made two promises. He promised 
to give half of his possession to the poor. Now, the law of Moses only requires 10%. But he hadn't been saved by the law of Moses. He had been saved by the grace of Jesus. And what Jesus gave was not 10% of his life. It was all of his life. That makes me think of the old hymn, All to Jesus I Surrender, All to Him I Freely Give. Hmm, That's a, a tough one, isn't it? I Freely Give. You struggle with that? You might want to listen again to this series uh, on the art of living and emphasizing the subject of money. You can do that when you go to the website at studyversebyverse.com. That's studyversebyverse.com. Share with us the fact that you listen to the station when you go to the uh, website. And also, if you'd like to become a financial partner with us, help us uh, cover the costs of being on this radio station at this time, that would be wonderful. This is an outreach ministry of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. They're on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. And, of course, our teacher is Pastor Leighton Sheely. You can find out uh, the subject that he's preaching on this coming Sunday when you go to that website. Again, highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. Join us uh, next time, if you can, when Pastor Layton will once again open the Word, wrap up this particular series, and study verse by verse.